Sound level? Are you good? That's good. You're listening to the Kids Ask Why podcast with Lockie. A show where kids ask why and kids find the answers. Today, me and Summer and Dad, we're going to be talking about the universe. Hey, Summer. Hi. How? So, Dad, how did the universe begin? Nice question. Are you ready to talk about the universe, Summer? Yes. Nice. Let's do it. So, the universe is everything. All the things that we can see and sense from the tiniest of little tiny particles to the biggest planets and suns and stars and galaxies. That's all part of of our universe and there are bits that we can see and there are bits that we can't see and it's billions and billions and billions of light years across. So scientists believe that the universe is about 13.7 billion years old which is really really old isn't it? And we think incredible. I know and Earth's only 4.5 billion years old so the Earth is 9 billion years oh sorry the universe is 9 billion years older than Earth. So there are two theories as to how the universe started. One theory is that God created the universe and everything in it in seven days. And that's what some people who are Christians believe. And that's part of their teachings from the Bible. And they believe that God created the earth. Most scientists believe that the universe was created when... Uh, About 13.7 billion years ago, all the matter and everything in the universe was in a tiny, tiny, tiny space in one place. And it had a big explosion. Yes, very... And caused our solar system. That's right, yeah. So the theory is that, and it's a scientific theory because we don't know for sure, but we've got some evidence that suggests that this is possibly the way it happened, is that 13.7 billion years ago... All the matter in the universe was in one tiny small space and something caused it to start expanding at a really, really fast rate. And that was described as the Big Bang. But it's not really a bang. It's not an explosion. It was all of the matter in the universe bursting out and expanding really, really fast. Think of like a balloon. When you blow up a balloon, it goes like that and expands. But lots and lots of matter. And it didn't look like the matter that we see today. So the universe expanded at this amazing rate and it was really, really hot. And there weren't particles like we see them today. There was this different kind of of energy um, because it was too hot to form particles with like protons and neutrons and electrons like we know them. And it took about 400,000 years for for the universe to cool down enough that particles could start to form. So we started to get helium and hydrogen, the two most basic particles. So after about 400,000 years, everything expanded and expanded and expanded. And we can see this in our book. The book is called, Summer, do you want to read the title of the book? It's... The Universe's Black Holes and the Big Bang. Bang. And it's a great book because it explains in one page 
how scientists think the universe is um, universe formed. So it took about four hundred thousand years for things to cool down enough that particles started to form. Particles have mass, and that mass has an attractive force. We know it as gravity. But each particle attracts to each other, and they slowly started to form together. And these particles, clouds of dust and gas, started to form together and form the basis of what we call stars. So for the first 400 million years, the universe didn't have any light. But then these particles started to attract to each other and group together and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually they got enough mass that nuclear fusion started to take place. So think of it like particles smushing together under tremendous force and pressure, and they fused together, and that released great amounts of energy. So we'll get back to how the universe formed. So after 400 million years, we started to see the first stars, and then after about 9 billion years, we started to see our galaxy, our solar system form. How are planets made? So that's a good question, Summer. So... Some of that dust and those particles formed together and got attracted to each other, and they formed. Like this? Yep, they together, and you can see that at the edge of our solar system now. So science scientists believe now that they can see at the edge of our solar system examples of rocks or, or particles just coming together and touching, and it's that attraction of particles and dust and matter together at the edge of our solar system that's just like the formation of our planets. So that's been an, uh, an interesting scientific discovery we've made only in the last few months that we, that we start to think that that's how planets were formed. Okay, that's cool. How old is the Earth? Well, we think that the Earth is about four and a half billion years old and it was formed at about, about the same time as our solar system started to come together out of those dust particles that we talked about before. And for a long time there was nothing on the Earth, there was no life, but slowly conditions evolved. The Earth got cooler. Um, water started to form in liquid form. There was oxygen in the atmosphere. And that helped life to form on Earth. That's um, the theory anyway. Obviously, there wouldn't be any water on Earth just after the Big Bang. No, that's right. So it took a long, long time for the planet to cool down for, that, um, for those oxygen and hydrogen particles to form as, as liquid water. Um, so it took a long time before that happened. Is the Earth in the middle of the universe? So for a long time, we thought that the Earth was at the centre of the universe, and it wasn't until the 1500s that we started to think that maybe the Earth wasn't in the middle of the universe. So we started to figure out that the Earth rotates around the sun once every year, and that the sun and the solar system is actually part of our Milky Way galaxy, and our Milky Way galaxy is a big giant spiral, huge spiral with something in the middle. And our solar system and everything in it is scooting around the edge of that galaxy. We're about 30,000 light years from the edge. And that's traveling around. And our galaxy's moving. And those galaxies are part of a cluster of galaxies. And they're all moving. So we're not at the middle of the universe, but we're all moving at a tremendous speed uh, around the edge of our galaxy. And here, Summer, have a look at this picture here. This is a picture of our Milky Way galaxy. And so we're part of this galaxy here, and it's part of our the local group. So it's a collection of 30 galaxies, including our one, the Milky Way, and the Andromeda galaxy. And they're all part of a cluster of galaxies. And there are all sorts of different clusters of galaxies. Some of them are really little. Some of them are really, really big. 
and some of them are millions and millions of light years away. So, Dad, how long is a light year? Great question. So, a light year is a measure of distance, and it's how far light can travel in a year. And it is, it's a really big number, it's 9,460,528,404,847 kilometres. And that's how far light can travel in one year. What's a black hole, Dad? So a black hole is an invisible object in space and it's made up of lots and lots of matter. And we talked about matter attracting other matter together. And there's so much matter in there and it's so dense and has so much gravity that even light can't escape. So here's what it looks like here. Wow. Again, there's a, yeah, there's a great page in our book that talks about black holes. And they're invisible objects, lots and lots of mass in a very small space. And it can beat the speed of sound. Uh, yeah, well, it can beat the speed of sound. In fact, it's so dense and there's so much gravity that even the light can't escape. And actually, sometimes they feed on a star and they'll pull all of the gas off the star with this tremendous gravitational force. And what it, ha what it has here is it has this thing here called an accretion disk. So this is the big disk where stuff spins around and around and around, getting drawn towards the black hole, almost like water going down a sink. You know? Did you know that they have to use a star to pull um, all that matter off the star? Exactly, and that's how that's how they feed themselves and they get bigger and, and bigger. The, and then it bounces off the star and swirls around. It swirls around and around until it reaches this point here, and this is the edge of that black disk. It's called the event horizon. And once it parts... Orange and yellow and red disc. Yeah, sorry. The disc is red and then it becomes black here. And that's because the light, once it gets past there, can't escape. And so it gets drawn into the middle into what's called the singularity. And so the entire mass of the black hole is in, contained within a single tiny little point in space where there's heaps and heaps of mass and it's really this dense. This little circle in the middle is actually the black hole. Exactly. This is, this is just light swirling around Exactly, it. exactly. And they're sometimes formed by the collapse of a star after the end of its life can form a, a black hole. But we think um, that there is a black hole in the middle of our galaxy called a supermassive black hole. And they have huge Super. mass... We're unsure how they form, but it says here that scientists believe that most galaxies have a supermassive black hole at their centre, and that creates enough mass and enough gravity to spin the whole galaxy and keep it and keep all of the stars and the solar systems orbiting around. So, this, the black hole at the centre of our galaxy is called Sagittarius A star, and it has a mass about the same as 4.3 million suns. What is the biggest thing in the universe? Well, for a long time, we thought that the sun was the biggest thing in the universe, and then we thought it was our solar system, and then we thought that galaxies were the biggest thing in the universe. And some of them are huge, and there are actually clusters of galaxies, um, all powered by black holes in the centre. And some of them um, both pull in matter, those black holes, but they can also spit out matter as well. Large jets of material at really fast speed. So here's a picture of an active galaxy and you can see all of that material being spewed out there and that distance there in our picture of this material it looks like two centimeters yep but that's actually over a million light years 
long. That, what? that Yeah. So it says here that this Centaurus A is a huge elliptical galaxy formed when two galaxies merged millions and millions of years ago. And it's 12 million light years away, but it's the it's one of the brightest things in the night sky when viewed from Earth. It's two giant jets, those things that you can see are a million light years long. But check this out. So the biggest thing in the universe is a group of quasars. So a quasar is kind of like a like a giant, giant beacon in space. Um, and it can... Sh yep. So this one here, this C... 3C273 quasar is 4 trillion times more brightly, like shines 4 trillion times more brightly than the sun. And it's an extremely bright object. They emit vast amounts of energy. And this cluster of them, called the Huge Large Quasar Group, huge and large, it's that big. Um, what? Is so big that it would take 4 billion light years to travel across it, and some scientists believe that to be the largest structure in the universe. So it's a group of 73 quasars, and they're a long way away, but they're incredibly bright because of all the energy they release. How does the universe end? Well, we don't really know, but we've got lots of different theories. Would you like to hear them? Yes. We can, first of all, we can relax because it's not going to end for a long, long, long time yet. Like 7,000 trillion years. Well, maybe. It says here that it's probably billions or trillions of years before the universe ends. It will be long gone uh, anyway. Trillions. Yeah, maybe. So there's a couple of theories. One is that everything will just expand and expand and expand and all of the stars will eventually run out of gas that fuels the stars and everything will use up all its energy and then it will all go very, very dark and it will end up very, very dark and very, very cold. So that's one theory. The other idea is that, is that in 2003 we came up for this, with this idea that the universe will keep on getting bigger but it will keep growing and expanding faster and faster and faster. So as it expands, it keeps expanding and expanding and expanding and eventually everything will get torn apart. So the gravity won't be able to hold anything together anymore and everything will get torn apart. There's another theory that, and it all depends on how much matter there is and how much gravity there is in the universe, but one theory is that like a balloon, it will expand and expand and expand and expand and just like when you let the valve go and all the air goes out of the balloon and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller again. Or like a plug in the bath. A bit like that. So that it will expand and expand and expand and then at one point it will stop and then it will start collapsing again in on itself and that's called the big crunch. And that will... The everything big crunch. Yeah, the big crunch and everything will collapse down right into a very small, small amount of um, like matter. Like Yep. Tiny, tiny single point. And then there's another theory and that, that is that when that happens that that will create another Big Bang, and then we'll start to see another explosion from that single point of matter coming out and then reforming another completely different universe after the end of the one that we know it today. So in billions of years' time, it might all shrink down into a single point and then, boom, explode out again in another Big Bang, creating another universe that would look completely different to the one we've got today. Did you guys learn heaps today? Yeah. yeah. Heaps. Yeah, a lot. Have we had enough? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Should we say goodbye and thank you to all our listeners? See you next time. And when we see you, we'll talk about plants and living things and trees. Thanks for listening to the Kids Ask Why podcast with Lockie.
please leave a like and subscribe so more people can know about our podcast.